Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by these great companies that are giving us money to let you listen to their stuff. Bullshit, Kyle. We make this show. We make this show. You and me. Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by us. <laughs> Someone's got to pay the bills, Dan, because it's not our trading. <laughs> <laughs> All right, roll them. You are listening to an entertainment program put together by a company called Financial Ineptitude. Anything said on this show is not an endorsement or professional advice. Would you really want to tell a court of law you were suing us because you thought taking financial advice from two idiots on a podcast put out by Financial Ineptitude was a good idea? Really? Clown hats on your face. Well, hello and welcome everyone. Step inside the China shop. Talking about some news today, coming at you, trying a new little short uh, snack format. I'm Shopkeeper Dan, with me as always is Kyle, creator of FinancialNeptitude.com. Kyle, you ready to get this crazy new shindig on the road? Uh, new? As in news? Ah, yeah, I see what you did there. Was that a segue? Yeah. Uh, All right. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. Let's do this. All right. Let me, let me, let me play some music real quick. Get down. Dow drops deep on moving inflation, COVID frustration, war damnation. We're just bringing you the fucking news. You gotta recognize the game if you don't wanna lose. We're just skipping two bulls trading information. Rioters raiding, insider trading, taxes are raising, bills on the hill. We got a crypto mill, no, they ain't growing weed. When the Fed speaks today, it's some shit we don't need. Sing it, Dan. Two bulls trading information. What? Two bulls trading information. I'm inclined to agree. Two bulls trading information. That is accurate. Very accurate. What information? All right, Kyle, I think uh, I think you got to lead off with the big Fed story. Uh, I mean, is it a big Fed? It's not really Fed. It's JP Morgan. The headline here is saying investors should buy growth stocks as a peak in inflation means the Fed could pivot sooner than expected. Mm. I'm, I'm not. I'm curious. <laughs> what are they seeing that makes them think inflation has peaked? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I'm I'm reading it as uh, JP Morgan has some more stocks to unload on growth. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, them and Wall Street Journal because I just saw something from them saying that uh, investors are bidding on rate cuts uh, for 2024, 2023, wow. 2023 next year. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's see what this says in here. Actually. Yeah. You know, yeah. Let's let's dive in. <laughs> see what it says. It says that, uh, let's see, a pivot from the Federal Reserve away from interest rate hikes could be imminent as inflation shows signs of peaking. And that is, oh, okay, here, here's why. Um, they have confidence that inflation could be starting to roll over based on falling PMIs, potentially mm. peaking U.S. dollar, softening job market, and most importantly, a level of oil prices, which have dropped about 20% since uh, early June. Oh, okay. So oil prices go down, then infl- inflation is is soon to follow. That's that's is that the, the thinking? Uh they make a decent argument, actually. I, I saw this headline and was getting ready to rip them apart, but um, I don't know. They might be might be onto something. I guess the real question is going to be what's the Fed do uh, Wednesday or tomorrow? Yeah, do you think they're going to come out and say, "Whoops, we accidentally raised the the interest rates too high"? No, no, absolutely not. Uh, I think the uh, the basically the what's been priced in right now is a seventy five bit 
uh, increase again. So no, they're not done. They're not done raising by a long shot. Uh, they're still got, I can't remember what they said their target was for the end of the year, but it's still, they've got a ways to go to get to, to get to that. Do you think there's any chance that Bullard has his way and we go full Canadian 100, 100 bips? I don't think that's uh, in the cards anymore at this point. If that does happen though, yeah, watch out because okay. the market's going to market. tank. <laughs> no, I don't think 100 bip is on the, uh, I don't think that's on the table yet. Okay. Well, nor should it be. I heard a rumor that the White House doesn't think that uh, we're going to see a recession. Oh, who in the White House? <laughs> I think it was the wizard from the Cookie Crisp box. <laughs> Does anybody get that reference anymore? <laughs> <laughs> no, when I was a kid, it was a wolf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, President Biden told reporters on Monday, we're not going to be in a recession in his view. The employment rate is still one of the lowest we've had in history. It's the 3.6% area. And we still find ourselves the people investing. So his hope is we go from rapid growth to steady growth. Oh, so that's what he calls what we've been doing? Yes, it's been rapid growth. Now we're just going to go to steady growth. So since January, the market's been steadily growing is what he's saying. The economy, everything's been doing steadily better. Ah, steadily. <laughs> We're in a transitory <laughs> period, Kyle. <laughs> so apparently there's no hard definition of the two consecutive quarters of, uh, of the GDP going down. It's just that's the common de- definition of a recession. Oh, okay. So they can change that when, the, when they don't want it to be a recession. Yes, when it suits them. Okay. <laughs> Apparently, a small group of economists uh, on the Business Cycle Dating Committee have are trying to officially define the U.S. economy being in a recession as involving a significant decline in economic activity that is spread across the economy and lasts more than a few months. Oh, so <laughs> wait, hang on a second. Did you say the what was the committee name? The Business Cycle Dating Committee. Is that like Match dot com? Like with Forbes? <laughs> I'm an early growth cycle. I'm a late growth cycle. We should hook up. <laughs> Good question. Sorry, I was trying to think of an explosive growth joke, but I couldn't come up with anything on the fly. <laughs> Got your explosive growth right here. Oh, God. Give them the, give them the GDP. Uh, no, the, the argument, though, is like you're saying about inflation going down and, and with the price of oil being not, not too shabby of an idea. There, the fact that we're, we're cre- we created 400,000 jobs in the last job report. Right. Economist, uh, director of the National Economic Council, Brian Deese, was saying earlier that we may have had a second consecutive negative quarter of GDP, but the fact that uh, jobs are are getting better has that's never been a part of any other recession before. Right, but there's also never been any other recession where a large majority of the workforce, or at least the ones who have quit, have quit because they don't want to work anymore, or or they didn't want to work in the time of a pandemic. Well, a lot of how many of them are coming back is the thing. Like, yeah. The companies that are hiring, the ones that are creating these these jobs, are they actually at pre-pandemic employment levels or are they still trying to catch up from that? That's the real question. Uh, let's see. Hold on. Well, okay. So uh, it looks like, no, let, me, let me zoom out on this chart. So it looks like uh, pre-COVID, we were at uh, 61% employment rate and we're currently at 60. So we haven't even caught up to- We've almost caught up. Yeah. We've almost caught up. 
See, now that's, I don't think that's the sign of a healthy economy. How many companies have we seen headlines of that are reducing workforce? Yeah, you know what? I just spoke to a friend just today, picked them up from the airport. They were paying 300 some dollars a night to stay at a Hilton. Mm -hmm. They had to get their own towels. They had to get their own coffee. It was, it was called self-service. Yeah, right. Yeah. I think restaurants are starting to do that shit now too, where they're going to sneak in fees like shadow labor. Yeah. You do it. That shit. Yeah. (laughs) You bust your table. (laughs) Or pay us $5 to have somebody do it. Yeah. (laughs) What are you going to do about it? (laughs) What are you going to do? (laughs) (laughs) Like like AT&T in the seventies. Like, what are you going to do? Get a different phone company? (laughs) I don't know. The thing with the recessions is weird because I don't think anybody ever really knows when you're in one, it's not until after the fact that they say like, oh yeah, that was definitely a recession. Yeah. Yeah. I think if you just look at a chart of the S and P, you can say like, mm, yeah, things have not been great <laughs> to start 22. This guy, Brian Deese is to, to, to quote him. He says, certainly in terms of the technical definition, it's not a recession. The technical definition considers a much broader spectrum of data points, but in practical terms, what matters to American people is whether they have a little economic breathing room, They have more job opportunities. Their wages are going up. That has been Joe Biden's focus since coming into office. No. I I really, so this, I don't know, feels really. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Political, right? When you have a, yeah. a, a, an economist saying saying stuff like saying that. Saying that, oh, Biden's been doing a great job, guys. <laughs> We're not in a recession. Biden rocks. Right. <laughs> Yes, that's an excellent point. <laughs> You're saying he he may be a little bit uh, biased. Yeah, absolutely. So I, you know, I'm hearing from from banks like, don't stop buying those growth stocks. Yeah, <laughs> and economists like, we're not in a recession. We'll just change the definition of recession. I'll tell you what, though, when it comes to growth stocks, though, I think the first time that uh, the Fed doesn't raise rates, or the first time they cut them, like. Growth stocks are going to do very well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Totally. They have been they beat down worse than anything else in the market. And and to 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 put a bow on it, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen said the economy is in transition and it's just a slowdown. Oh no, she didn't say that, did she? She did. She oh. used the word transition. Oh, <laughs> oh man, <laughs> the recession is transitory. To, to quote her. This is not an economy that's in recession, but we're in a period of transition in which growth is slowing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's like, it's like we had a bunch of white roses that they're just painting red. Yeah. Potato, potato. <laughs> uh, all right. 
Should we move on? Yeah. What was your uh, second story? Uh, the other ones I wanted to talk about were a slew of insider trading charges that have been uh, issued. What? Who's Who's been trading on the inside? <laughs> Let's see. There's a former Goldman Sachs banker, a former FBI agent trainee, a tech executive, uh, and several others. Uh, another one was the former GOP representative Stephen Beyer. Uh, he was also charged. He had left Congress in 2011. Hey, for- former? Former, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Because because if he was still in office, it's not insider trading. We've we've learned right. that much. Yes, we've learned exactly. that much. <laughs> what you get for leaving? <laughs> yeah, right. Shouldn't have lost that election. I'm trying to see when he actually was. Okay, it was in 2018 and 19 is when he made the trade. So yeah, you, you can't do that anymore when you're out, buddy. Yeah, what, a, <laughs> what an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> It kind of makes you wonder, like, there's been a lot of people upset about, uh, uh, you know, insider trading mm-hmm. in general lately. Mm-hmm. Are these just the, what do you call it, the sacrificial lambs to placate the people? Yeah. Or is this the SEC actually taking its job seriously and starting to really go after some people? Well, I think it's fact that it's a former congressman and not one of the current that are actively doing it right now it says all we need to know. And they're all former. I mean, to be fair, the it takes a while for these things to ever even like the charges to even come. Yeah, to get leveled or or issued, I guess, or I don't know what the right word is. So I guess I don't know. Maybe a lot can happen during that time. <laughs> maybe maybe they started the process in 2018. Right, 2018. Well, I mean, like the former Goldman Sachs banker. I think he was the VP. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Former Vice President Rish Goal, who faced six counts of security fraud and obstruction of justice for giving co-conspirators non non public information about potential mergers and acquisitions in February of 2017. Mm. Uh, the co-conspirator was his friend who used the tips to trade, uh, including Spirit Airlines and uh, some pharmaceutical company, and split two hundred eighty thousand dollars in profits. He did that for 280 grand. Wow. Like as the VP of Goldman Sachs, like aren't you getting paid a lot more than that? <laughs> right. right? You would expect his his parachute to be worth a lot more than that. So this is all coming out of Damian Williams's uh office. He was he he was appointed last year by President Biden. Um it, it's kind of impressive what he's been doing. Uh he's one of the first people to bring in insider trading cases involving cryptocurrencies and NFTs. Uh, he's also the one who, uh, whose office charged Bill Huang with fraud and racketeering related to that meltdown of Archigo's capital. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, good things seem to be coming out of this guy's office. So hopefully, it's not, like we said, just uh, just for show. And, and he's really uh, really trying to bring down the hammer on some of these people. I hope so. I hope so. It'd be, it'd be great. I'm trying not to be. To get too excited. <laughs> so much of a cynic. Uh, I've been told that I'm too much of one sometimes. <laughs> I, I I found uh, when it when it comes to matters of finance and economics that you can't be too cynical. That's a good point. <laughs> All right, what's the last one? Speaking of uh, cynical, a Hyundai subsidiary in Alabama, uh, Smart Alabama LLC. Oh, that's the name. Yeah, it's the name of the company. Oh God. Yeah they they make uh, <laughs> they make parts for Hyundai's in a in a sem- assembly line in Montgomery, Alabama. They make bad decisions. Uh, bad decisions. Yeah, they've been using <laughs> workers as young as the age of twelve <laughs> on their assembly <laughs> lines. God. Child labor's back, baby. As young as twelve. As young as twelve. Uh, one girl, it was saying 
uh, stopped going to school so she could work more hours. God, Mostly is, migrant kids. Yeah. Is the country going backwards? Uh, I, I guarantee 100% we're going backwards. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And you know how they found out? They, they, had, they found out because a 13 year old girl working at the plant ran off with one of her 20 year old coworkers and didn't come home. So oh she God. got reported missing and they started investigating and they were like, wait, she ran away from where her <laughs> job at the factory. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. So I'm expecting by this time next year, we'll be part of the British colonies again. No, I think by the time this time next year, hopefully all those families got some major lawsuits going. Yeah, you, you don't think you don't think Smart Alabama LLC is going to get off the hook? No, probably not for this one. <laughs> oh, that's egregious. That's ridiculous. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's it's not like it's not like it was in China, you know, or, or South America where people tend to think like, oh, you child labor down there. No, good old USA <laughs> child labor. Did, please tell me somebody from there commented. Was there a spokesperson from the company that uh, that commented on the story? No, no. Uh, but uh, the father of the girl who he he once also used to work there. The father of the girl that ran off. Oh God! Did he get her his job? The job? He, I think he did, because he says he told rout- routers he regrets that his children had gone to work, but the family needed the money. And it, but he says that's over. He's gonna he's gonna send them to school now. That sounds like the signs of a healthy economy. Everybody on the bottom getting squeezed so bad that they're sending their kids to work. It's definitely yeah. back to the 1800s. Then we should be having nine or ten kids again, so that way they'd actually uh, actually come out ahead. I think I see a hack to the system. Ten, ten kids, <laughs> and then yeah. two of, two of them make it to adulthood. Yep. Yeah. But hey, at least they'd be paying their way. <laughs> oh yeah, right. Because that's that's how child labor worked before. Those, those hardworking kids getting rich. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> not going to the one loaf of bread they're all splitting. No, not oh. at all. Good Jesus Lord. Christ. Anyway, on that cynic note, <laughs> thanks for, for joining us today, folks. Thanks for making it to the end. That's uh, that's a little snack of news, a little, what are we, what are we calling it, to trading information? It's the yeah. information we're trading today. Oh, we're just trading stories, I think. Story swapping? Yeah. So, all right. No, wait, that sounds dirty. Uh, all right <laughs> you, you too good to swap with me kyle uh <laughs> you don't bring anything to the table <laughs> oh damn oh oh okay all right all right all right i didn't, i thought my the dulcet tones of my sweet voice was something uh, <laughs> anyway all right folks we'll be back at you soon and remember uh, to rate subscribe on your platform of choice and all that other bs that helps us yeah tell your friends tell them Until now. Until next time, happy trades. Bye. Two Bulls in a China Shop is an entertainment program, and all thoughts and opinions expressed in the show belong to the hosts and not of any company. They are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security or investment product. It is only intended to provide entertainment about stocks and the financial industry of trading. If you make trades based on what you hear in this show, you assume all risks for those trades.